Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Video games, welcome once again to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselow, with me as always. Ben Vanell here, Tommy. It's good to be recording in Knox Towers once again. We uh, we put on the hand sanitizer, we went through the de-louser, mm-hmm. we did a full body, like high temperature shower as we entered. Um, and it's good to be here with the cleanest man in the world, Adam yep. Knox. I'm glad you were so receptive to me pushing you up against the wall, making you strip and hosing you down. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make you any cleaner. <laughs> that should have been the final time. step in what he's walking through and get smart. Just like a brutal, <laughs> just gets to like, like one final shower. room. It's just like a brutal cavity search. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he like bonks his nose on the guy's hand <laughs> while he's trying to. While you're down there. <laughs> I always thought that that was Mel Brooks. I didn't know who Mel Brooks was oh. for a while, and I thought that the guy who was Don Cheadle, yeah, I'm pretty sure Don, Don Lane, Don Adams, no Don Adams, yes, uh, yeah. Anyway, I, I didn't know who he was because I was a child. Mm. But then later on in life, I got smart. Okay, and I figured out that he was two different people. Okay, well, he wasn't two different, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never got into Get Smart. No. Oh, I loved it. Liked the intro. I loved it. Yeah, Remember, yeah. it would come on, and I'd be like, "I'm sticking around for the next thirty <laughs> seconds, and then I am out of here." The song, the song's great. Yeah, great song. Good, you know, door closing. Dude, stuff. multiple doors. Yeah, yeah. If that, uh, a lot of shows, they just have one door. Mm. But the beauty of Get Smart mm-hmm. was that they realized more doors <laughs> equals more laughter. Well, the yeah. band wasn't called the Door. It's they, exactly. They knew it. They figured it out <laughs> they years before. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not that many years before. I think Get Smart was the sixties. Uh, it could be Shoe phone <laughs> That's it When would they have invented that? Surely not in the 60s <laughs> And that was a real invention That they were actually using Yeah, 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 yeah Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That shows <laughs> Good to be like- back <laughs> It's good to be back in the same room Yes It's easy just to bounce off of each other With yep. this great uh, content about shit That's going on in our lives right now mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, uh, I was telling you Adam before we started I'm a, I'm a little tired Why didn't you tired. tell me? You weren't here yet okay. okay You happy for that to be a matter of public record I don't now? like you keeping secrets from me <laughs> you, were only, you were only up to the fourth door at this time oh, we, yeah, had, okay. we had a lot more time of you bumbling around And accidentally <laughs> twisting around with the door Or getting mm-hmm. flung back through the bookcase or whatever, fuck it. I don't remember that show well enough. Yeah. I'm assuming you got turned around in a bookcase at some point. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. It's yeah. a fair assumption. Yeah. And what? And then the oh, the whole sequence of doors starts all over again. If him well, he's back going back the through way. them the other direction. Yeah, 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 yeah he yeah, doesn't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Because he just got a book from the bookcase. He's like, well, this is what I came here to get. Spins around <laughs> out the doors. Mm, this this book called. Uh, secret door opening. <laughs> Can't wait to read this one. <laughs> Hidden lever. Oh, this yes. sounds like a hell of a read. Yes. 
Um, no, I'm a, I'm a little bit tired this afternoon. I didn't mm. sleep very well last night because okay. there was a thunderstorm and I got scared. Oh, yeah. That was sick. Mm. I loved that. Very loud. It was okay. It was a thunderstorm. It, wasn't it was that. a pretty good one. Mm. It was all right. But I don't know. I, I'm, I've not been paying attention to the outside world even now that I can. Yeah. yeah. You don't notice a thunderstorm when you've got headphones blaring mm. thunderstorm music. <laughs> to relax. <laughs> I've got a YouTube thunderstorm <laughs> yeah. relaxation video okay. that constantly yeah. plays. So it's a little yeah. annoying because it's like, well, now that the real thing is going on outside, this is a waste of these expensive noise-cancelling headphones <laughs> and this incredible <laughs> playlist that I've queued up for myself. Just in stubbornness is like, I'm not taking them off. Yeah. I refuse to engage. Mm-hmm. Flicking my lights on and off in my house to simulate... <laughs> That's what I was doing. I've got 150 doors <laughs> to get through to get in here. Um, so we're continuing our complete mm. history of video games. Mm-hmm. Unabridged. Yep. Uh, We've covered everything. Comprehensive. Yes. Last week we finished off the 80s. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we kind of wrapped up the Master System and NES generation. And we're now moving into the start of the 90s. Mm. So I guess, yeah, the, the NES is still going for a little bit. Yeah, it, yeah for it's sure. It's still got a bit, bit it, of life left in it. Same as the SNES will as well. There's a whole bunch of games releasing on it after the other platform has already come out. Yeah. Right. That doesn't really... Happen so much anymore? Yeah, stuff? You get it happens. Cross, you get Nintendo. Cross, yeah. yeah, Nintendo is the one company that still releases games on the Wii. Like, sure, the other the other outlets don't, but like they don't. No, they do. There's there's everything is coming out on both. It did for the last generation. It did for the. You don't get the like. Here's just a 360 game, and it won't be on the Xbox One thing. I don't think right. you really got that as much. But like fucking Metal Gear Solid Five came out on all of them, and that was in 2015. Mm. Right, mm. right, right, right. So it, it's changed a bit, but, you know, there's that install base there, mm. especially with something like the NES, which is wildly successful yeah. in a way that consoles haven't really been up until then. So, of course, they keep releasing fucking four more Mega Mans or whatever. Mm. Well, at this point, too, I guess maybe because it is still a relatively new inter- industry, there would have been, I guess, maybe a bit of... You know, so they announce, oh, there's going to be this new thing called the Super Nintendo. Mm. And people just not really familiar with, like, planned obsolescence yet at this mm. point of being people, like, what the hell does this mean? Is this a new thing or... <laughs> you can watch on YouTube news uh, reports from the time of, like, angry parents being like, why the fuck am I buying my kid another thing? Oh. Yeah. I already bought a thing and now the fucking they come over here... They send us another console. What are they doing over there in Japan? They're all angry at Japan in it. Is it like, it's not like what happened with the Wii U then, when people were like kind of confused if it was just an expansion of the Wii? I think that would have happened. Calling it the Super Nintendo probably would have made people think, oh, but I guess I can just keep the old one and stuff will just still keep coming out for that. And this is just a second thing or Mm. maybe it plays the same games, but they look a little better. Yeah, I mean, it could have... There's a version of that where the Super Nintendo just tanks because the messaging is just well, confusing to people. Yeah. And so that's what happened to the Mega Drive kind of, is that the Mega Drive came out and was fine, but then they were like, here's the Mega CD and here's the mm. 32X. And yeah. people were like, is this a new fucking console? And they're like, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy it and figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Like, Give nah. us your money and then we'll sort out what it actually is. So yeah. th- this was definitely a, a, a time when people were... I, I initially, at least, with the Super Nintendo, definitely confused about what the 
point of it was. Thought it was a bit of a rort mm-hmm. to be given this new thing, but as people began to see the improvements that they'd made with it, I think they, it became understood. It's Yeah, it's interesting to think back to a world where there's no... We're all so used to it now. It's like, oh, my phone will be basically a brick within a year and a half. Yeah. I'll just have to get a new one. But they're being... Yeah, what would the precedent have been? I, even computers are new cassette enough. Cassette tapes like, to audio CDs and like so people vinyl are used to, to cassette tapes. Yeah. Things, things upgrade, but... But I, even then, like, and I think maybe CD is the first generation of tech that is kind of shitty, but like I know my parents had like tape players that lasted from the 80s until the early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. Like that stuff did last and the, it is the early 90s when it starts to become a little more flimsy I remember, like, the the lasers in CD players often would just go after a couple of years. Sure, mm. in, like, a Sega Saturn, I had to open my... I didn't have to because the answer to this is just don't play the fucking Sega Saturn anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I opened it up and turned up the strength of the laser a tiny bit because right. it was starting to go and it'll go more soon. Yes. But, um, yeah, you know, that's what happens with family. <laughs> the... <laughs> The build quality of these things, though, is still fine. A lot of these things still run. Right. There's like with the cartridges, I guess, nowadays you run into the problem where they had those little lithium batteries in them that are dead. Right. There's certain- That's just for saving, though, isn't it? Yeah, but it is a part of it for okay. sure. And like in original Xboxes, this isn't for a while, but there's like a transistor in some of them that will explode or something right. if you leave it in there. Right. Definitely, <laughs> technology still is built with making it cheaper in mine primarily Mm -hmm. well what's the yeah what what era do you get into where it there does start to be that i guess you know kind of not nefarious it's probably the wrong term for it but the actual planned obsolescence like companies going Mm. well just kind of make you know this this thing where people go oh they make it so that the iphone craps out within Mm. a year so that you have to buy a new one it's like it's just not seen as good business to make something that is going to like be sturdy and last and hold out for I think decades to come. It's already happening in the early 90s here mm. where you've got like... So with the Game Boy, for example, they bring out the Game Boy Pocket and there's all these things that are like upgrades to it and they give you new stuff. Yeah. But it, it is all made with... There's like that original version of the Mega Drive and then the Mega Drive 2, which looks a bit nicer and is oh, a different yeah. form factor. Mm-hmm. And then they did a third one as right. well. There's there's heaps of shit like that already starting to go on. Just to go back to what you brought up before, the Sega CD is so funny. So yeah. it's basically what could it do? Because it's I remember the Sonic CD. I, you're being gonna like, be blown away by this <laughs> by what it can do. But it is kind of like a Sega. Yeah. But then yeah. the games come on the format instead of a cartridge. Mm-hmm. It's something called a compact disc. Okay, you've oh. lost me. It's smaller than a regular disc uh-huh. though, which. But where does the CD come into it? Yeah. So CD is, and this is pretty clever. And stay with me here. Okay. So is if the you console look- wearing a trench coat and kind of smoking, like it's a bit CD. Oh, no, not CD. CD. Yeah. No, not yeah. CD. It's capital C, capital D. Oh. Oh. Yeah. It's what's called. Uh, <laughs> I think an acronym, <laughs> but this this wouldn't be an acronym because you've got to be able to say it out loud for it to be an that's acronym. True. Yeah, just an abbreviation. This is just an abbreviation. Initialization is what it's called. It's an annoying word that no one ever says because acronym just runs up, rubs rubs rubs, rubs, rubs off the tongue. Dude, it rubs me way off <laughs> the tongue. The, the C in compact. <laughs> yes. they take that, put it and isolate it. Okay. Just only take the C, the f- initial. As We've got the whiteboard out for everyone listening at home. Yeah, yeah. it's huge. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just got a big picture of like boobs on it. Yeah. My uh, question is, is a disc not already compact by its very nature? 
mm. people are associating disc with the laser disc. For example, still relatively oh, compact. Yeah. I could take that with me it's if I want to. Bigger than a compact disc. If you want to get more, I know, compact. But, right, yeah, but, sure, but it's yeah. compact enough that I'm able to go and get it from the shop and then take it home. Uh, yeah, well, it's not a fucking building, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can't. I got, I got a compact steak the other day. It was big. It was small enough that I could pick it up and take it home from the shop. No, so that's yeah. just a steak. A compact, <laughs> compact steak. steak. No, yeah. Compact doesn't mean you can. <laughs> Okay. Well, by your logic. No, this is willful misunderstanding <laughs> of the enormous technological revolution. And revol- revolving is something that a compact disc uh-huh. does, so that's why I've chosen okay. that word, okay. that the compact okay. disc was. You got him against the ropes, Ben. No, you don't. It stores <laughs> more data. destroy podcast hosts with sheer facts. <laughs> um, my question was... The, in terms of the actual what the what being on CDs could actually do for the games, right? More the, data. The, it was just yeah, like yeah. I remember Sonic CD. You know, it's a great game. It's a great platformer, but it yeah. still just is a basically sixteen-bit platformer that's got animated cutscenes, yeah, uh, right. and like proper quality music. So I think the, barely worth the effort. The Sega mm. CD added a little bit of processing power. It could do some or like not three D, but like scaling stuff better than mm. the Mega Drive on its own could which I don't think was used that much by many games. But then, yeah, the, the main thing was storing heaps of data, which, again, most games didn't because just the files that you were creating to make a game at the time weren't large yep. by their nature. And then full-quality CD audio, so music or speech was yep. often right. Yeah. right. So, like, adventure games would come out on the Sega CD and be good. Mm. You'd get your monkey islands and shit mm-hmm. and you'd be like, hey, he's fucking chatting to me. Mm-hmm. And you'd talk back and he'd ignore you and you'd be like, this technology doesn't fucking work. <laughs> so was the Sega CD an add-on to the Mega Drive or yes. its own console? It was an add-on. It was right? an oh, add-on. Really? You I like, thought it was its own thing. No, you jammed your Mega Drive on top of it oh. <laughs> uh, and then it was... So it was a bottom. It was a bottom. Yeah. The Mega Drive was a top and then the 32X <laughs> was a super top where it would go into the Mega Drive in the cartridge slot yep. and then you'd put another cartridge into that. There's photos of like... Which th- one of them do you fuck? Any yeah. of them. You oh. can do whichever you like. <laughs> okay. I would argue 32X is the top, Mega Drive's the bottom and the CD's the power bottom. I guess so. None of these terms existed at the time, though. (laughs) (laughs) This is the early 90s. People were still pretending like that wasn't something they ever had to think about. So You're right. Being gay and having a preference for how you fuck didn't exist yet. (laughs) In the back of the 90s, they called them good friends. They they were were. all confirmed bachelors, I believe. They said, your dad's living with his friend now. (laughs) They're roommates. We still love you. So anyway, that was... Such a sensitive It was very confusing for people, though, at the time. Right. Because... You, there were the the branding wasn't that different. Mm. The benefits weren't that clear, mm. and then none of them had really the libraries of games to justify their existence. They're all expensive mm. at the time. So Sega starts. They come into the nineties high. The Mega Drive is like the first sixteen bit system that gets real big. Mm-hmm. Every, so what like, year is the Mega Drive? Eighty nine, eighty eight, something right. like that. So it's right. got a head start. Yeah. And then everyone's into it. It does very well, especially in European markets. Mm-hmm. I think everywhere, kind of. Yeah. But then they start milking it like that. And apparently it's Sega of America that is the big issue mm. with all of this. Yeah. They're kind of a separate separate company from the Japanese. Yeah, Sega. yeah, yeah. Well, and they're doing they're going hard with all their um advertising 
uh, tactics where they're where they're going after Nintendo. Sega yeah. does what Nintendo. All that yes. stuff. The yeah. Yes. Where they're exp- anytime it's pretty rare that you see companies explicitly go. This company sucks. Yeah. Instead of it just being kind of like veiled and the only at. like recent ish example of that that comes to mind is when Sony did that short little video of how to share games on a PS4 and it's just one of them handing a disc to the other one. Yes, yeah, around the yeah. launch of the Xbox One. Yeah, 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 yeah. But even then, they're not... Are they explicit? I mean, it's clear what they're referencing. But I don't but think they're they not said, explicitly yeah. naming, mm. hey, Microsoft suck. Was yeah. the... Coke, Coke v Pepsi was pretty explicit, wasn't it? They were doing like the taste tests and stuff like yeah. that. Blind taste um, tests. Was yeah. that around in the 90s or earlier? Mega maybe? Drive is Pepsi. Mm. And Nintendo is Coke yeah. at this point, for yeah. sure. But then imagine if Pepsi was like, now we've got a second flavour of Pepsi, but you need to buy the original Pepsi to be able to taste mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You just mm. pour it into the can. <laughs> it's only flavouring. It's a sachet, yeah. yeah. So they start going down around this point, and we'll talk about it next week with the well, Legos, yeah. but the Saturn and the, the Dreamcast are mm. all sort of... Um, Preordained. So yeah, because a lot of the stuff with the them getting their big success with the Mega Drive, of course, the genesis to any of our American listeners. Right. But where Mega Drive is such a better name, so much oh, better, yeah. and we will continue to just refer to it as that. Mm-hmm. My favorite book from the Bible. We'll continue to s- <laughs> we'll continue to say Sega as well, not Sega. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sega, Sega. Um, it's yeah, Sega. they they have their success, but it's it's. It just comes from like right off the bat, this kind of negative place where they go like Sonic is a direct response to Mario. It's all done deliberately to combat this other company that has a foothold rather than Mm. go, hey, let's do our own thing and try and take them on at that. It comes from this very like competitive, aggressive, like we have to beat these guys. And of course, plenty of companies think that, but Mm. you can, you know, you can, you can be the biggest but you can try and be the biggest band in the world on your own terms without having to go, hey, we have to let's write songs that shit on how <laughs> yeah. bad Radiohead is. Like yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. And yeah, marketing wise at the very least, because like them saying Sonic is fast, but Mario is slow. Yeah. Fuck Mario. But they never like well Mario well, the, is good and yeah. Sonic is bad. <laughs> the di- well, yeah, the directive in from that to that company is make something that is a compet that's a platformer, mm. but that yeah, let's look at well, what yeah. what's the point? What's a different thing that we can do to this game that we can then use to highlight its flaws or because, its because 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 video games are still angled very much at children. Oh, yeah, at this point as well, they come into this knowing that if you're going to try and market to kids, it's their parents obviously buying it for them. They're not going to get them to. They already were like, no, why do I have to get you a fucking Super Nintendo now? Yeah, yeah. Mm. So that's a big uh, reason for these sort of console war type things happening, yeah. especially with the with the Mega Drive and the Super Nintendo, which were sort of marketed that way and, and viewed more that way. Later on in the nineties, you start getting these other consoles coming out that are directed more towards an adult market. Mm. So like the 3DO comes along in ninety three ish. You've got the Super Nintendo, you've got the Mega Drive. They're fighting. Uh, and then the Mega Drive is also putting CD shit out. Mm-hmm. And then, which Nintendo also obviously thought about doing, not to go all over the fucking place, but like the PlayStation is a direct result of Nintendo exploring their options with mm-hmm. CD add-ons and yeah. stuff. Did one of them, a prototype of them just came up on eBay quite recently, right? Like yeah. in the, within the last month or something, it's all for some insane amount of money. Yeah, hundreds with, of thousands of dollars. Yeah, mm. crazy. Yeah. 
and it's unusable. Like you can't, but whatever. Nothing's yeah. on it. Yeah. But yeah, for years and years, Nintendo are very stubborn and staunch and like, no, we're a cartridge company. They, for some reason, and I didn't know this until looking at stuff for this, in 1994, they declared 1994 the year of the cartridge. <laughs> yes. Which is immediately after and as all these 3DOs and stuff are coming out yeah. that are CD based. And that is what people are saying is the future, mm. largely because it's taken such a hold of the music industry that, um, yeah, it's it's the 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 big the big deal. Yeah, the big cheese. I I think that's one of the only things I've ever heard about Nintendo that seems to be like a pointed statement to their competitors. Right? Usually, they're sure. very much like we're just a nice company. We do our own things. We innovate, sure, but we're doing it on our own terms. Right. They don't seem to be the ones stirring the fire of like the console wars. Mm, no, I guess not. But it's it's very Nintendo to be like this new thing is confusing to us <laughs> and we refuse to do it like they are with the internet now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. everyone loves getting on the internet and figuring out a fucking friend code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is them doing that. Then. But the, so the 3D Island shit, mm. uh, so weird to me. I've never seen any of these in real life. So there's like the 3DO, the Atari Jaguar, mm-hmm. the oh, Amiga yeah. CD32. There's like a fucking, there's another one. So the CDI. Oh, right. Yep. And they're all positioning themselves at this point in the, the sort of 93-ish as multimedia centers. Right. Here's the focus of the living room, sort of like how the Xbox One did, mm. where it's not just for games. You can put everything else that comes on CDs in this, <laughs> which is music and we're imagining, but it won't happen videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because v- VCD was a thing in, what was that, the early 2000s even? Like later than this. Yeah, it went up until at least the late 90s. Right, until right. Until DVDs sort of, you know, became big in the like 99, I think DVDs started kicking off. Yes. Around yeah. the Matrix-ish. Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. But then, like they didn't yeah. have commercial releases as VCDs, did they? Some things did. So right. on the 3DO, they're, like, they're, the 3DO was made by uh, one company called, I guess called 3DO. The 3DO company. Yeah. <laughs> And so this, that company... How did they come up with that name? I don't know. How did you not remember the name? (laughs) I I was assuming that I must be wrong. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Yeah. And it was... It's uh, literally called the 3DO the three, company. I wonder yeah. what else they've done. Wow. Oh, you, their best-selling game is Gex. That's right, Trip Hawkins. So he was the dude. He used to be... Is the, he a character or a real person? <laughs> he was the EA founder. Oh. So he made Electronic Arts and then he went off and he's like, okay, here's my new thing. It's the 3DO. Yeah. And it was an open source-ish kind of... You, it wasn't open source. I'm using that word wrong. But you could license the blueprint of this technology... And make your own 3DO if right. you were a company. So if, right, if you're like a Panasonic, a Panasonic yeah. it's, uh, it turns out a, a Sanyo. Um, right. Who else produced Gold them? Star. Okay. Wait. Oh, so these companies were able to make their own hardware. Yeah. Yes. So have it. you right. ever seen that like picture of the Panasonic GameCube? No. And there's like TVs that had built-in Dreamcasts on them. Okay, right. Shit like that where they would give you the rights to build your own version of this thing. Right. Right. And so their idea with it is that, yeah, it was this, here's everything. You can play games. You can listen to music. You can watch these fucking CDs. So the the only like videos that got put out on it were like porn and shit. Right. Okay. But like softcore, light touch porn. Which you know. usually would drive a technological sort of generation, It's right? always it, the thing. It usually is, yeah. 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 
So that's the only reason I ever got a sketchbook. <laughs> <laughs> It it goes back as far as that where people right. the pencil was yes. largely b- b- predominant. Pen and paper, people could draw boobs with it. Yeah. Calculator, same thing. Yeah, the abacus, oh god, yeah. The abacus, you can't titillate yourself. <laughs> you can't with, with that. You know, you the need- calculator industry is always indebted to the number fifty eight thousand and eight <laughs> because pornography drives sales. Yes, yeah. So they were trying to do that. That and, number one big at the Adult Film Awards that year. Yeah. <laughs> it all it all sucked though. Is the problem the quality right. was so. Off in a similar way to how Atari fucked up mm. in the previous decade. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff was so poorly uh, quality controlled. The CDI especially has those like infamous Zelda games that are fucking dog oh, shit. Oh yes, yep. That uh, they yeah, Nintendo like one of the few. Well, they've been doing it more lately, but like rare for them to license out mm. their property to someone else. Right, but at this time. All of these things look like the fucking Switch eShop where it's just this yeah. dog shit all yeah. over the place. Yeah. And then also the 3DO and, and the Atari Jaguar and these kind of consoles are straddling this weird line between generations where they're not quite good enough to do 3D properly yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're doing, they're, you know, nobody gives a shit about a new 2D console at that point. Right. Which is part of the problem that the Saturn faces in the next few years mm-hmm. that we'll talk about next week. But anyway, so all these. Consoles come out and they fade away very fucking quickly. Mm. We're probably not going to talk about the games for them much because very few people have experience with these consoles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The 3DO was named Time Magazine's 1993 Product of the Year. Wow. And it still was a flop. (laughs) Yeah. God. 1993 is the year that they invented the kettle as well. (laughs) So... It won over some big shit. I don't know what year I think the 90s is where I'm talking about sketchbooks and kettles. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, this is when we were children. Yeah. So uh, maybe Everything it's was new that. to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything was new. So 93, you're happy to go on record as being the first year that you saw a kettle. Uh, not saw, but maybe understood. I would have been sure. four in 93. Okay. So it could have. What was your product of the year for 93 as a four-year-old? That is a great question. <laughs> Probably like a fucking milk bottle or something. Yeah. What yeah. do what four-year-olds do? <laughs> I, I wasn't I drinking milk know. out of bottle. In what 1993? What did you, it makes it sound like you grew up in the 50s yeah. kicking a milk bottle around <laughs> in the street. Yeah, the old hoop and stick. <laughs> <laughs> 93 yeah. oh, 93 What was my product of the year my, I remember my grandpa Had like one of those Little toy dogs That had a Like Would kind of Sort of walk along the ground And yelp And then do a backflip Oh yeah. wow and it, and it was like A big treat That he would like Go and <laughs> fetch it From the cupboard and, mm. and give us a little show With it yeah. When I went around Then that was probably My product of the year In 1993 Okay We had a real dog With arthritis <laughs> That would just walk Like one of those <laughs> <laughs> And then you'd sort of Pick it up And throw it backwards Be like Do a flip It would fall downstairs Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, No, no yeah. we didn't I'm making that up But uh, the Atari Jaguar Even was Sort of promoted as a 64-bit console, yeah, which it right. technically was, but it you right. would not compare it to. Yeah, what is this controller? It's they're got, all terrible. Yeah, mm. it's got. If you look at the Atari Jaguar controller, it's got you know your standard three buttons, D-pad. Oh, and then just like twelve numerical buttons. It's got a phone down keypad. It's got, yeah. yeah. And so you'd with a game would come like a little insert card. 
that you would put over the top of that oh. and it would have images of what those buttons did. So it would yes. be like a picture of a shotgun for Doom and whatever. They That's did that cool. for some of their earlier consoles as well, didn't they? They, yeah. had, they did have a phone-shaped controller for one of the earlier Ataris, you still, I think. I think that was the Intellivision or oh. the ColecoVision or some shit right. like that. Right, right, right. But that was a thing, those overlays. Yeah, you yeah. still get those fucking things for keyboards for like PUBG and whatever. Yes, It'll very true. just like an image the, of what you're doing instead of the letter F. Yeah. <laughs> but so there's a lot of console action <laughs> happening around oh, yeah. these early 90s. All of it rendered irrelevant basically by the success of the <laughs> Super Nintendo or the Super Famicom and the uh, Sega Mega Drive or Genesis. Mm. Yeah. And then the Game Boy and the handheld market, which is like the only player. The Atari Lynx and the fucking whatever the other one was. Yeah. They come at the Game Gear. That's right. Don't hold a candle to it. The Game Boy kills them all. The Game Boy essentially dominates the entire 90s. Yeah. And Mm. Nintendo has always had the handheld space to themselves, basically. Like the PSP and the Vita. Mm. The Vita didn't work. And the PSP gave them like half a run, but not really. Nintendo owns handheld games. Mm. Yeah. Other than phones now, I guess. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they have had a few bad ones. So I guess the Game Boy is the one that was out. Maybe the Mega Drive even was out the earliest. Do you want to talk about some games like by console or go through by year? If we're getting into the games themselves. Um, That's a good question. <laughs> Do we want to start maybe with the Game Boy? Because okay. it's 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 already around. It's already So is of, the Mega Drive. Okay. Mm. Well, yeah, but... I'm happy to start with the Game Boy either way, though. The Game Boy's been around a little longer, Let's I think. start with the 3DO. <laughs> <laughs> Road Rash is a very... Uh, yeah, well, the Game Boy is probably the console I played the most out of any of these. Mm-hmm. And during this time, I had a Game Boy when I was a little baby boy <laughs> yes. myself. Uh, some people called me the real Game Boy. Okay. Uh, Who? And I said, what's a kettle? Did you <laughs> I have was a, a fucking idiot when I was a kid. Did you have the Game Boy kettle, the little <laughs> peripheral that you attached to it? And did it churn out a bunch of very, very low quality tea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what how to work it. But the, I, I loved the Game Boy, the original one. Was that your product of the year for 1993? Probably, yeah. yeah. I played it on the plane over from the UK to Australia the entire time. I feel like I might have said that about Tom yeah, and Jerry. Yeah, we mm. talked about it uh, last ep. Uh, Tetris is obviously the big one. We talked about some of that, but in terms of 90s Game Boy games, Super Mario Land 2, mm. six golden coins yep. out of 1992. Fuck, that's a good game to this day. I replayed it about five years ago. It's a fucking ripper. Yeah. You will disagree with me uh, vehemently on this, I suspect, but I would love them to remake this in the same style as the Link's Awakening remake. Oh, uh, yeah, I couldn't care less about that, but some people did remake it in color it's like a a dx version that's like a fan version of it right that is a bit of an upgrade a souped up version of this because it's just it's really vibey it's not Mm. it doesn't have any of the like mario stuff that you know from other games it's just set in this like other weird it's the introduction of wario so it's it's got a new weird bad guy in it you go to the moon there's like a weird there's it's got an overworld map which i remember being like Super impressive for a little handheld game. The progression of them from like Super Mario Land 1 to 2 of how much chunkier and thicker and bigger they've been able to make all of like the sprites and everything. Yeah. How much smoother and more closely it it, uh, comes to being a console level game. Yeah. Is really impressive. Same with a lot of these like they, you know, Nintendo as Nintendo does takes a lot of their 
more successful console things and makes a different version of them for the Game Boy. You got uh, Link's Awakening. Yep. On there, which we've talked about heaps recently because of the remaster. Mm-hmm. But that's a great game at the time. And, and it starts the with them Zelda trying game. to do as yeah as I said, people know this. Plenty of people know this. Uh, it started with them trying to do a remake of uh, or not a remake, but port um, a link to the past. Yeah. Onto the Game Boy, and then just ends up becoming its own mm. again, similar to Mario Land Two, set outside of the the realm of the console versions of the game, just set in a completely different space, its own weird standalone thing with its own weird characters in it, yeah. different bad guy. But still a, a translation of that gameplay. Well, all those four, first four Zelda games, though, were pretty different from one another. True, yeah. Because yeah, Link yeah. to the Past, I, this is a SNES game, but we might as well talk about it now, is such a huge fucking game on the Super Nintendo that I love that game still. And that becomes the actual blueprint for style of adventure game for like the next 10 fucking years yeah especially 2d ones you even get games on like the ps1 like someone called alundra do you remember that yeah yeah it's yeah. basically just zelda yeah yeah uh so that was really cool on the game boy the second metroid game comes out on the game boy mm, which yeah again got a remake not that long ago mm-hmm. on the 3ds um that game is fine never mm. played it it's okay mm. it's those first two metroid games don't hang up as well as Metroid, Super Metroid. Right, I was going to say, what is the second Metroid game just called Metroid 2? It's called Metroid 2 Return of Samus. Oh, I always thought that Super Metroid was Metroid 2. No, Super Metroid is Metroid 3. (laughs) Then Metroid Fusion is Metroid 4. Metroid Prime 1, 2 and 3 are prequels, I believe, to Super Metroid. Okay, and do I have to buy the CD add-on to play any of them? (laughs) That's the beauty of Metroid. No. (laughs) Oh, that is beautiful. (laughs) Because at some point they decided not to put those games out anywhere really yeah and you still can't get them on anything on it people want a metro Pro- anyway we'll talk about metro prime in fucking 10 years yes yeah. uh warrior land is big yes pokemon is the biggest game boy game mm-hmm. for, for sure that yeah. doesn't start happening till the late 90s though oh okay so let's let's avoid we'll tiptoe a fucking round that even though we're talking about the game boy yes, yes. uh yeah as you mentioned warrior land again such a such a strange move. You've got this Mario Land three, and instead you're making the main character the bad guy yeah. from the last one. Mm. Just a weird move. Donkey Kong ninety like Terminator two. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Donkey Kong ninety four. That's the best game on the Game Boy. I've never played Ooh. it. It's so fucking. Good. I've always heard it's really good. It's like a little puzzle game cross a platformer. You get hundreds of um, little puzzle stages. Where you've got a, you know, similar to the arcade game Donkey Kong, you climb around a mm. set screen, but it's a lot more complex. You're um, picking up enemies and throwing them around. It's really, really good. It's kind of a cool, which I, I could be wrong about this, but I don't really know too many other times that's happened where it's like taken this, you know, we talked in a, a previous episode about. Um, uh, arcade games being ported onto the consoles and how they're pretty direct. Sure. You know, it's yeah, just trying to recreate yeah. the experience of like, now you've got all the time, you don't have to put coins in, you can try and get a high score till the cows come home. Yep. But instead of doing that, kind of taking it and working it into an actual thing with progression and levels like using those core fundamental mechanics. I can't yeah. really think of too many other examples of, of taking like an, a classic arcade cabinet and giving it a bit more relevance to it being 
No. Are you, are, are, you know, having access to it whenever you want. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this is like a sequel to it or a completely separate game almost. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's very, very cool. They also, uh, yeah, there's Donkey Kong Land uh, comes out, which is a port of um, the uh, Donkey Kong Country, Country on the yeah. Super Nintendo, which, you know, obviously looks incredibly scaled down. But I remember having a copy of it and it, it, it does a fucking great job of looking... For what it's doing, for what it, the hardware it's working yeah. on, it does a really good job of um, mirroring it as best it can. And mm. for most Game Boy games, that was sort of the template is that here's this console game and we're going to make a smaller version of it. Even with some of the ones we talked about, that is what they're doing for most of these games. Yep. Uh, Donkey Kong Land did stand out as being a better one of that because like... A lot of the there's so much bullshit on the fucking Game Boy. Right? Yeah. With like, I played Ducktales two on the Game Boy, I think, mm. which is a lot. It, it, it's fine, but it's not as good as the NES version. All the like Fifas and Maddens and shit get ported over to it in these terrible oh, ways. Oh God, I can't even imagine that. The Game Boy is like the biggest uh, home for like the movie tie-in shit house game. The, the shovelware. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, I had a lot of. Um, I remember always being drawn to the Simpsons video games around mm. this era. Terrible kind of like time for that. Knowing <laughs> that they're bad, and they, but they really churned them out. And they all, they all kind of like took place in this kind of like weird sort of fucked up parallel universe Simpsons. Mm. Like Moe's always trying to fight you. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like aliens are invading. So, Just like all yeah. this stuff that would never happen on the show. So what are, what are they? Because I know about Bart versus... The Super Mutants? Is that Bart what it's called? The Space Mutants. The Space Mutants. Bart, Bart versus, versus the, the World. world yeah. both on the NES. So those, I think, are Bart the only... Bart Predator. <laughs> <laughs> Requiem is the yeah. sequel. <laughs> I am only familiar with those first two. I know that there are a bunch of other weird Simpsons games, but... There was um, a Game yeah. Boy one called Escape from Camp Deadly, where oh. it's basically... I don't know if... I don't, I don't know where it relates in the timeline to the Camp Krusty episode. Mm. It's kind of similar thing. You're at a dodgy... Summer camp and you and Bart and Lisa having to escape. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, there's like Bart versus the Juggernauts, which was kind of like Never even a bunch of, of like kind of mini game, like almost California game style, oh, where Bart's yeah. entered like this, yeah, gladiators style kind of thing. All terrible. They really pumped them out. Every time I saw a new one on the shelf, I knew it was going to be just pure dog shit, <laughs> but I just, I couldn't help myself. I was just like, you Simpsons mania. That yeah. time when yeah. you stole yeah. Bart versus the fucking whatevers <laughs> and then your mum got real <laughs> mad at you. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, I, I remember with the Game Boy having a Jurassic Park game mm-hmm. that was, uh, again, not very good at all and just this weird adaptation of, of the movie that was always the thing with those movie adaptations where just a bunch of bullshit that never happened in the movie. Yeah. You remember that scene in Jurassic Park where there's a stampede of triceratopses? <laughs> Love replaying yeah. that part in the game. Oh, Bart and the Beanstalk. That was a that oh. similar to you, Adam. That was a game that I played uh, on a family drive from Melbourne to Queensland. Right. Hammered that thing in the back of the car. Again, just Jack and the Beanstalk, but you're Bart Dude, for, some, for some weird reason. <laughs> I've seen a lot of animated GIFs on porn websites of Bart, Jack and the Beanstalk. <laughs> I was just going to say, like we've all been ha- Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah, this has been like a horny. I don't know if it's an isolation thing or whatever, but I feel like there's been too much. I'm not going to mention it again. Too much sexual references. Kirby, of course, debuts. On the Game Boy? Yes. Or do, wait, does he... I think so, yeah. And then there's Game an Boy NES, NES. Okay. adaptation of the Game Boy game, which is short and not great. Okay. Mm. Uh, Kid Boy Dracula. Games. Have you played that? 
No, nah, that's a Castlevania game, mm. basically, I think. Ah. Spin-off kind of thing. Yeah. So anyway, it's it's a lot of shovelware. It's a lot of um, kid-focused stuff, mm-hmm. the Game Boy especially, but it all does very, very well. And yeah, when we get into the fucking Pokemon phenomenon yeah. next week. And this is, the, again, just such a strange thing of the era where, you know, I'm not certainly not reading magazines Video game magazines at this point. Right. So I have no. I remember first discovering video game magazines and being like, "Oh yeah, this makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it's a way of finding out what's good and what's bad without just rolling the dice." I'm like, "Where's yeah. their Simpsons game section?" <laughs> <laughs> Mum's gonna buy you one of these every six months. Like you got to make this purchase count. Like yeah. I remember just get being given a game as a gift and knowing in the back of my head, "This is kind of shit," but yeah. this is it for a while. So mm-hmm. it's gonna have to. Make the best of it. Going back to Game Boy games with how simple they look and how, you know, the the irritatingness of the beepy music mm-hmm. now, it is weird to think how much fucking time I put into those with what, I like, your standards of quality for this sort of thing, how they change over time. It's the oh, strangest yeah. feeling. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I remember, because I never had a Game Boy, or I did maybe, like, at the very end of their run. Right. And, like, got Pokemon... Red on a Game Boy Color or something like that. Right. So like ages down the track. But like going to a family friend's house and seeing their Game Boy and seeing, I think, Wario Land and Donkey Kong Land hmm. on it and just being like, oh my God, this is incredible. This is yeah. like a magical thing. Never heard of these games. Don't really understand how to play them. Obviously, we know they don't look great. But at the time, it was still like, this is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, just I remember like the sheer fact of being able to have it portable. Mm. Just not being able to believe that I had a thing where I could just sit in the car and play this machine Mm. as long as I had a huge supply of AA batteries. (laughs) Yeah, as long as you lived in a battery factory, (laughs) you could do it. And had perfect lighting conditions available to you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, that was the other fucking thing, yeah. They Mm. they, They weren't backlit until the fucking... DS or something, right? Technically, so right. did you ever have one of those? Oh, the, the strap-on magnifying mm. glass with the light in mm. it. There was you could fucking jam it into this thing like Voltron, where it was like a screen that magnified it, uh, a weird little joystick that went over the D-pad. Yep. To make that worse, <laughs> yeah. Two bigger buttons that went over the regular buttons. I think like double speakers. It was this fucking awful thing. Mm. Yeah, that, that's a, yeah. What yeah, wanting the speakers to make the shit music louder, yeah. <laughs> and also the idea that yeah, you need a joypad because it's like no game on this thing has more than two directions of movement. <laughs> yeah, even even the up and down on the D pad. Yeah, little, it's probably a bit much. You got the worm lights as well, the book light mm-hmm. looking things. Right. Yeah, damn. Take me back. <laughs> Just I people d- living in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the Mega Drive was also out in the 80s, yes. uh, but big in the 90s. What's your guys' uh, experience IRL, which means I really like to hear about it. <laughs> okay. Uh with the with the Mega Drive. Same as the Game Boy, played it at friend's house. Uh never yeah, we just had a NES uh, all through this era basically. Yeah. Um 
But yeah, occasionally had the chance to go over to a mate's place and play a little Mortal Kombat, Damn. which I would have been banned from playing at my own home if we had one. Power Rangers was that for me. I never got to watch Power oh, Rangers at home because really? I started punching my brother when I watched it. So <laughs> sure, like, okay. it was the right decision. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah, colour yeah. were you pretending you were while you were doing that? I think I was a di- I was like Sonic original character where I'm like, I'm the orange Power Ranger. Yes. I made up yeah, a new yeah, one. Yeah, Hell yeah. Yes. I'm Rainbow Power Ranger. I've got all of their powers. Hell yes. <laughs> Yeah, I had a friend at school who had a Mega Drive and then when I eventually got a Super Nintendo quite late on mm-hmm. in its life cycle, uh, I I just felt like I was getting a bit bored of it. I'd kind of I was just very interested in having a Mega Drive of my own, so I put a thing in the trading post saying I was I was up for trading my oh. Super Nintendo for a Mega Drive. I traded my Super Nintendo. Young for Mega, a Mega Drive seeking similar. Mm. <laughs> and had the uh, you know Got it home, plugged it in and was like, wow, it's a whole new world. And then within a month, I think I went, I've made a huge mistake. Yeah. Wow. I'm the same where I ended up fucking getting a Mega Drive somehow. I think we got it off of the same cousin who gave us the Atari. Right. Something like that. We had some rich cousins Mm -hmm. and we suckled at that teat. (laughs) Whatever we could. You've talked about this a lot. This this cousin <laughs> in the Knox family tree. Yeah. It's just the trickle down effect. Mm, yeah, for it, your it proves every economic theory that I've ever thought to be wrong. <laughs> is that if you've got a rich enough cousin who gives a little enough shit about their possessions because they know they can replace them, mm-hmm. you can probably steal. <laughs> <laughs> it, but so I don't remember how it got. But we ended up having a Mega Drive after a Super Nintendo. Right. And I don't think that the Mega Drive and I know that this will be controversial, is very good at all. I don't have many games on it that I consider to be any of my favourites. So what are the the main games that are coming out for the Mega Drive? You've got your Sonics, of course. Those are the big boys, uh, at least culturally at the time. Mm -hmm. First Sonic on the... The Mega Drive, yeah. not the Master System? No, no, no. He's a Mega Drive okay. man. 1991, 92, and 93, I believe, for 1, 2, and 3. Right. No, 94 for 3. And then you got Sonic and Knuckles, which is like that weird cartridge. It has a cartridge slot on top of it right. that you can put the old ones on top of and you can play as Knuckles in these old games. Yep. Right, right. Um, you've got like fucking Toe Jam and Earl. Oh, yes. Uh, a lot of maybe arcade games that people have more fondness for than I ever did that, that translated over like uh, fucking Shinobi. Right. And whatever. You've Earthworm Jim. But a lot mm, of these come to the Super they Nintendo, were on Super as, Nintendo well. as well. Right. You've got the two different Aladdins that come out. There's like one sure. or there's like right. two different ones. There's Sega make. They make a bunch of Disney games. They make like World of Illusion, Castle of Illusion. Oh, yeah. They're There's well liked in retrospect, I think, as well. People are really yeah. into those. Fantasy I, Star is the role-playing series and like uh, Shining something. I think with a lot of Sega stuff, when I've gone back and tried to play it from this era, I I like th- I like the vibe of the games more than I like the actual gameplay. Mm, like right. I kind of like the weird 90s-ish kind of palette that's, and that's graphic style mm. and music style more than I like the actual like how they feel to play. I right. don't think holds up as well. As I'm the exact opposite of that. Alex Kidd is mm-hmm. another one where I think they look and sound fucking awful. Really? To the point where it like <laughs> gives me a headache. Wow. wow. Okay. Interesting. The, the, the sound chip that was on the Mega Drive, and I know a lot of people like it, 
because it, it sounds cool. It sounds very different to anything else. Right. As like a synthesizer, basically. People still use it, especially for making fun bass lines. Yeah, I was going to say, is it like a separate set of MIDI sounds that it uses or something? It's, whatever the hardware is, it sounds different. And it's hard to emulate even. Like right. Mega Drive emulators won't get the sound exactly right. It's a big thing for people who are into the Mega Drive. Right. And I think even at its best, it sounds like shit. Right. It sound, it's like it's bouncy and tinny in a way that really fucking bothers my ears. Well, both of those are words that I associate with Sonic as a franchise. Sure. And and it is... A, like, that the aluminium music. hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> the music of Sonic, to me, like, it symbolises Sega in this sort of era. And it's that slappy bass yep. that it's always got the boom, bang, bang, bang. Oh, well, I'm not going to be able to fucking <laughs> pretend to be a Mega Drive. Why do I even try to do that? <laughs> but there's, there's, there's a... a harshness mm-hmm. to the visuals and the audio that come out of the Mega Drive that always rubbed me the wrong way. Interesting. It um it yeah, like I guess I I said it sort of is emblematic of what Sonic is, but it is what Sega is in my mind. It's that attitude. Yeah. It's that sort of like... Brash. Brash, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're That's a- early 90s attitude. They lean into the 90s yeah. aesthetics with like everything that they're doing, the marketing, yeah. the design of it, like Final Fight and all that kind of stuff. Mm. They're a lot more focused on bringing the arcade home and that type of vibe as well. Mm. Yeah, All the, the Streets of Rages and shit yeah. are on the Mega Drive and then the Saturn... And that's also just a style of game that I've never been as into mm. as like an RPG or a platformer, which the right. SNES has. So they did have a few good racing games from memory. There was, oh, I wish I could remember what it was, but there are a few of those ones that were very simple, you know, that sort of just. Micro Machines was fucking great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like that. Yeah. But it, that, yeah, just the, the aesthetic of the Mega Drive never clicked with me. And the style of games that were on there for the most part weren't my favorites as well so i was never a, i was never a mega drive man i don't I was, think i was never a genesis gym i was <laughs> i was never i was curious about them but i was never like oh, i wish that we owned one of these right what right. i was hoping our family would buy would be a super nintendo yeah i wasn't like wishing for a mega drive for christmas that wasn't happening for me i remember that mm. yeah i remember going to my friend's house and him having a mega drive and playing um Street Fighter 2, hmm. and thinking that it was cool that the controller had the six buttons instead of the four. But that that was only four. That was like a new type of controller that they brought out because of Street Fighter. Was it right. really? The normal one had ah. three. Ah, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was always just ABC on the Mega Drive, but then they brought out XYZ on okay. top. Right. Man, ABC. it's so funny how XYZ on the Mega Drive is a sentence that makes no sense in huge <laughs> yeah. parts of the world. Yeah. You mean XYZ on the Genesis? <laughs> yeah, I'm Mark Marin. Every time I'm American, it's like a gruff Marinish <laughs> man. But yeah, so not not my favorite one yep. personally, but you know, the, I I understand of course that that is to do with preference. It's um I, I mean, mean, should the console wars have raged on, I know where I would have fought. The only franchise that persists that uh, Launched on the Sega um, Mega Drive, at least I I think, is Mortal Kombat, right? No, that was an arcade game, so it doesn't count. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. and that came out on the Super Nintendo. Not half of these games as well. That's the crazy thing with console war stuff is that most games came out on both. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. had some differences though, was one of the most bizarre things that we don't really get anymore. Yes. If you got the Mega Drive version of Street Fighter 2, it would be wildly different 
in significant ways to yep. the Super Nintendo version mm. of it. And that was the case with a whole bunch of different games. So that did also stoke this fire of which side do you land on? Because Nintendo would frequently like remove blood from that games? That was part of it. They did that with Mortal Kombat. But like the way that things looked and sounded on both systems was different. Right. Yeah. And the way that they played was different as a result of that because just how low the power was in these mm. compared to arcade machines especially meant that concessions were made in both directions. Right. So Street Fighter 2 is a great example and a game that like dominates the early half of the 90s. Because th- So on the Mega Drive... Street Fighter 2 The World Warrior was the name of, like, the first conversion. And then fucking the Super Nintendo got, like, Street Fighter 2 The New Champions or some oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that there was a difference in the number of characters. Right. That's the one. Mm-hmm. And then the Super Nintendo got Street Fighter 2 Turbo, but the Mega Drive didn't, which was, like, a faster playing version of it, I think, with more characters or st- Super Street Fighter. Man... <laughs> I can't believe how well I've summarised <laughs> this entire era. They churn out about eight versions of right. this There's one heaps. game over the... Fir- yeah, two- And then so in the arcade, Street Fighter 2 Turbo is Capcom reacting to a hack that people have made on the arcade board of this to just increase the speed. Right. And that was very popular. And so the Capcom went, all right, well, here's our fucking one. It right. does the same thing. Now you have to buy it from us again and we get the money. It's insane. There's like, I don't think that people listening quite... Can probably wrap their heads around this if they weren't alive at the, this time. The people talking about it, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like doing side by side comparisons of Tomb Raider on Xbox One and PS4 and being like the frame rate on this is this mm. and the like the lighting on this. It's like different games with yeah. different like follow up versions. There's yeah. yeah, there's like I said before, there's two versions of Aladdin that are yeah, yeah. made made by different developers and are completely different games. Mm. Yeah, it's it's so much more than just like, oh, this game looks a little worse on the Switch because yeah. it's lower powered hardware. Yeah, maybe a little sluggish, but is still trying to be the same game. Yeah, I did like the game Another World on the Mega Drive. Yes, I never played that, but was, I, yeah, I've, I think I must have played it emulated uh, as as an adult, but because right. it w- sort of like looks similar to a Prince of Persia, but it, then it's yeah. set in a big sci-fi world is that what it was yeah you get like teleported to an alien world and it's very trial and error like walk through these screens and figure out the exact right order you need to do right stuff cool before you can move on but it was it was, it was cool and it looked great for the time mm. mm-hmm. but uh yeah i think for all of us as you can probably tell by how much nintendo has carried over into being like a thing that we like a lot mm. now uh the super nintendo was fucking enormous yep for me um a Super Mario World. Yeah. Classic. Can I just throw that name out there right now <laughs> and see how you boys react? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Didn't Big play reactions. It. Didn't play it. Didn't play it. Didn't own it. Didn't have a SNES. Yeah, you uh, don't give a shit about Mario, do you, really? Not really, no. Yeah. I was, I'm was. i in the same freak. position as I was with a Mega Drive. Just was observing it, you know, occasionally looking over some shoulders like, oh, what's that game? Yeah. But never, never really played anything on it except for... Uh, Mario Paint. <laughs> That's fucking insane. Great. Uh, I believe like a friend or like a family friend, they had like a young daughter and that's like the only game they got for because it's all you know they wanted her to play yeah and i remember loving mario paint making heaps of songs on it it was yes. sick it's so funny that nintendo look at the pc and go yeah we should have a mouse <laughs> yeah. yeah we should have a mouse on our thing yeah. there are a few 
different dumb uh, like peripherals for the Super Nintendo as well because the NES obviously had a bunch like the Power Glove and the Rob and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a Super Scope. I always wanted one of them. Oh, Again, yes. as Bad we talked a lot about yes. a lot of these things, you put it over your shot. Fuck light guns where you hold them in your hand. Yeah, this is a light bazooka. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I always. Uh, this is one of those things that like we talked about. I can't remember what. Oh, like those older consoles from uh, a couple of episodes ago, mm. where I was unclear as to whether this ever even came out in this country because right, I never out. saw one, never saw one in the shops. John Howard would have banned it if he had his way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it, it was it a pack-in game where you're yeah. Mario riding on Yoshi just shooting Goombas with a fucking bazooka. It oh. was the Super Scope 6 was the name of the game and it was okay. actually two games with three different modes so it was a fucking lie. But there was one where you like shot missiles that were coming from one side of the screen before they got to the other side of the screen. Mm-hmm. And there was one, I think the Yoshi Safari one is what that's called and that wasn't even packed in. Right. I think that oh. might have been a separate game. But the what the big one for me was a game called Metal Combat. Okay. Where you are shooting at giant robots. Nice. And those robots, they've got pilots in them, mm-hmm. and every pilot says some sassy bullshit to you. <laughs> You're like, motherfucker, look at my shoulder. It is barely supporting the weight of this gun that I have bought as a child. Well, yeah. I haven't bought it because I don't understand the value of money yet. But, and neither do my parents, evidently, because they bought me this fucking rocket launcher. <laughs> a toy gun. It was great. Yeah, I was always jealous of this specifically. I, mm. I think, again, a family friend had this. And I think by that point, maybe I had a NES with just the normal light gun. And I was like, I the, feel... The Zapper? Was that the Zapper? The NES Zapper? Is that what it was called? I think so. For Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I've just felt so inferior. Yeah. So what is what was that game? Metal... Metal Combat Falcon's Revenge. <laughs> Holy Hell shit. Hell yeah. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me with that name? I just want to see what, what, a gnome. what the actual gameplay is. Mm. It's like it 2D. Like. The, the robots oh. move from side to side. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Fuck, this looks awesome. Yeah, it was yeah really this good. looks rad. Ugh. Um, this looks very Sega-ish, I've got to say, aesthetically. But Nintendo were doing what Sega, Sega didn't <laughs> with this particular game. What, what There was gunned. a Mega Drive. <laughs> yeah. There was a Mega Drive gun called the Enforcer. Oh, and there Jesus. was a game called Lethal Enforcers. Okay. It was like a big blue fucking revolver, and that game fucking sucked. So the I, I loved light guns. We'll talk about them more mm. in the second half of the nineties. It's my biggest thing that I miss about older games is yeah. that you just don't get them anymore. Just yeah. looking this up on Google, it's given me the op- for some reason it's popped up with the option to write a, be the first person to write a review of it. Of oh, Metal and Combat. It's reminded me that because I'm logged in, yes. I will be posting publicly. So I'm going to give it five stars. I'm going to say my friend Adam likes this game. Yeah. Accurate? That's, that's, that's a very fair review. Yeah, okay. Opinion. Here we go. No turning back now. Post. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for your review. Your feedback helps others decide which video games to buy. Oh, yeah. I like the idea of someone being on the fence about Metal Combat Falcon's Revenge in 2020. Mm-hmm. Should I go in on this? Game from 1993. Like the cost of getting all that shit these days would be astronomical. So in reality, no. As a purchasing decision, I absolutely recommend against it. Hey, one one review and it's five stars. That's a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. If you're on the fence, you're like, I've got to buy it now. The tomato meter's going off on this one. (laughs) A perfect game. It was a world's first perfect game. Must play. It was a sequel as well to a game that I don't remember the name of, but it wasn't. I don't believe the first one was called Metal Combat. Right. I think oh, it was called something else. Battle Clash? Battle Clash. Ooh. That was it. And I never played Battle Clash. What about um Bazooka Blitzkrieg? <laughs> Did Fuck. you have that? Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the hell is this? Is this the same? Is this another thing? 
I like reckon Bazooka Blitzkrieg will be different to the other titles that you've said, yes. <laughs> no, I mean, is it in Bazooka the same... Bazooka Blitzkrieg is the other name for Metal oh, Combat God, Falcons. God, you know what I mean. No, is this in the same um, in the same For the same series? peripheral? Oh, no, right. No, I think it was only those two. Okay. Uh, either way, that was very fun. The Super the Mario Paint fucking mouse mm. was a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed playing Mario Paint too. The little fly swatting mini game. Yes, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was featured on Amazing, the Australian uh, kids game show. As was uh, Super Mario Kart. Oh, well, yep. let's talk more about Mario Paint. Surely we're not going to focus on Mario Kart at all. I don't think there's anything else that I would happily say about Mario <laughs> Paint. I don't think I could draw that out more. Draw. Paint, mm. fill in, bucket. <laughs> <laughs> then we're done with that. But um, yeah, oh, Daytona Super- was the game I was trying to remember for Sega, the racing oh, game. Yeah. That is a game that still persists. How did you pronounce it? Daytona. I believe it's pronounced Daytona. Thank you. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember if that's how they said it in the game. <laughs> um, that was great. That yeah. that one happened. The game over. Yeah. yeah. I still think that that's the funniest <laughs> fucking like line reading. But of, that we that's... just want you to say game over. He's like, I'm gonna add a little spice to it. Yeah. yeah. It's the early nineties, mate. Come on. What am I gonna do? Not amp it up. I think yeah. that's Daytona. Uh. Yeah, so Sega, like, they still have... They own arcades in Japan. They, yeah. That's still their thing. And Daytona is in every arcade in the world, basically. In the mm-hmm. 90s, they brought out, like, their Model 2 or, like, the early 90s, their Model 2 board and shit, which was, like, the first kind of 3D-looking right. games that looked really good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Sega was pushing harder in the arcades than arguably they were with consoles. Mm. Yeah. Um, sorry. I was just going to go back to the the classics of the Super Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There well, was Mario one... Kart is is worth talking about. Yeah, for sure. I think that there's one more riff. Uh, this motherfucking chord. <laughs> this chord makes me crackly. You'd think they'd be able in the world where compact discs exist. You'd think a, they'd be able to get this technology. I got a peripheral ride. for you. The super crackly chord. <laughs> <laughs> the the Super Game Boy was really cool. Yes, yes. It was a cartridge you plugged into your SNES 32X style and you could put a Game Boy game in that and play the Game Boy game on your TV. And I'll tell you what, the Game Boy games that were enhanced for it, that had their own border and where the colours would change level to level, heaven. But then when you went back to playing an old Game Boy game where you would have to set the border yourself and change the colours yourself if you went level to level, you felt like a peasant. When you turned it on, you'd have to hold like up and B or whatever to get a different colour palette for them if it didn't have one programmed in. But games like Donkey Kong that came out post the Super Game Boy coming out, yeah, they had these pre-built borders that would surround the small Game Boy screen and the TV. Yeah. Felt like a fucking magician putting that (laughs) shit. Pretty pretty fucking cool stuff. My next door neighbour, his dad did a lot of work in America. So they had an American... Uh, SNES. Oh right, um, awful colour co- color scheme. Way yeah, worse. or like That's buttons the or purple. purple. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the the cartridges are like really square. They're yeah. really angular, whereas at the PAL ones were a bit not more not even rounded. slightly square. Yeah. An actual square, yeah, like right, wow. a harsh edge. Fine. You know how some squares you're like, Mwah. it's not that square because <laughs> yeah. you might be looking at like a triangle, I guess, or, oh, a or an oval, even yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. sometimes it's a different. But yeah, he would have all these like weird games that I was unaware of the existence of. Right, like his dad would just go to American department stores and bring him back. Well, because this is a definitely more so, I would say, with the SNES than with the Mega Drive, the era of. Getting a not getting a fuckload of games yeah. mm. over from Japan, like all the Final Fantasies, like two, three, 
and five do not come out in the West. And so four and six are renamed two and three on the yeah. SNES. Um, that's the big one. I could be wrong about this, but <laughs> I have a feeling that Super Mario RPG never came out in Australia. No, I doubt it as well. Mm. That was one that my neighbour had that I was just oh, like, right. what the fuck is this? That it definitely so weird. And yeah, I thought it was really cool. I've been thinking heaps about going back and playing that because there's a new Paper Mario coming out. Mm. Going, yeah. through, going through those games, fucking figuring out what I, what I think of them. Give it a bit of a crack on <laughs> Anyway. Um, yeah, what else we got on the SNES? Super Mario Kart is yeah. a weird one because yeah. the limit to two players is pretty much across the board with every console at this point, I mm. think. I don't think you start getting the fucking multi-taps and all that sort of thing until the SNES and the Saturn. Right. I mean, sorry, the PlayStation and the Saturn. Yeah. Could be wrong about that. I believe. Mar- no, I'm wrong. Micro Machines 2. Micro oh. Machines 2 had a fucking cartridge with two controller ports on it. Hello. On the Mega Drive. Right. So you could have four players. Yeah, okay. I reckon Bomberman, there may have been some kind of yeah, maybe. peripheral for oh. as well. That was a game that I loved back in the day, that, that series. Yeah. Um, haven't gone back to it in a very long time. I kept meaning to get the Switch version just yeah, to see if yeah. that, that mechanic still holds up. But I love, as a multiplayer, just being like, oh, cool, this game where you kind of sneak around, you kind of have to like fuck over your opponent. Like, it yeah. seems really fun. It's yeah. such a simple concept, but one of those ones where it's like, it's hard to fuck up as well. It's mm. just so tight, such a tight little gameplay thing. Yeah. The missionary of video games. <laughs> simple, but effective. I don't, I need to get out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> So the um <laughs> the thing that was always weird to me about that original Super Mario Kart, as he said, he needs to get out of the house, listeners. He whipped his penis out, and started shaking it around. <laughs> the original Super Mario Kart always had the split screen on. Yeah, right. Like you'd either see that sort of drawn out map down the bottom, um, if you were playing single player or a, or a big two player. That thing of 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 the mode seven on Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Was that a sep- that was that was built into it? Or was that a separate chip? There were separate chips inside cartridges sometimes. Uh, like with Star Fox had that Super FX chip yeah. in the cartridge that made it sort of three D. Mm. I guess the Mode Seven thing was just a way of do- doing scaling on the. No, Super it's, Nintendo. yeah, it's in the it's in the console because like Pilot Wings was a launch game. Yeah, and that had it right and was showing it off, and that shit looked incredible at the time. Right. Well, Mario right. Super Mario World kind of uses it where it does the. Kind of like the fade-ins on the levels and stuff like that. Yeah. It's using it, not really in any practical Yoshi's way. Yoshi's Island, like tri- Yoshi's Island does it heaps. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. So it, what's it? It's ba- it's a way of easily stretching and scaling sprites. Yeah, I think it was... J- the, I, I watched a really good video on how it worked once and I've forgotten 90% of it. So here is a terrible recollection of how it works. Mm-hmm. Inside <laughs> of the Super Nintendo are 100 small Marios. And they're moving around really quick trying to tell the screen what to say. Mm -hmm. The end. (laughs) No, it's 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 a sprite, basically. It's It's a big sprite. Dealing with planes, right? It's tilted and rotated. It it just lets the game manipulate the sprite Mm. in a way that it wasn't able to before. That's all it is. Kind of look at it from a different angle and rotate it and stretch it and skew it where previously it had to be like a set size. Right. Yeah. Yeah. More or less. Good on you. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, but it. Hey, really and cool. I hadn't even watched the video. <laughs> Imagine how thorough that would have been if I'd seen this video. I had a Zoom call with Miyamoto himself. That was the video <laughs> that I watched. But I don't know Japanese, so it wasn't that helpful. Yeah, sure. 
but yeah, all, all that shit looked great on it. The Donkey Kong games looked mm-hmm. really good at the time, even though I don't think they're good games still. They're too floaty and the controls feel bad. <laughs> but uh, all the visually things became very impressive yeah. to me. Super honestly. Metroid in 1994. One of the best games that's ever been made. Fuck, yeah. it's good. We all played this like uh, two years ago. We did it for, uh, mm. for our old, Patreon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was the first time I ever played it as well. Mm. Sick. It's so it's good. good. It's so really much, good. Yeah, so much like incredible atmosphere mm. packed into this, yeah, quite, yeah, this 16-bit game. Yeah, very creative. Um, I, I think, yeah, I never played the originals either or all those early Castlevania games that were similar. Um, ah, no, Super Metroid did it. Yeah. yeah. The modern, like what you call a Metroidvania, again, is just Metroid. Yep. It's done yeah. all the fucking heavy lifting with that genre and I don't know why Vania gets to come on and tag along at the end, even though those games are good. We, talk a lot of, we talked a lot in the uh, 80s ones about how each new game that comes along then in the early 80s is like a, is a new genre, yeah. a new platformer. They're inventing sure. genres as they bring out a game. Not as much of that in the Super Nintendo. Mm. You could definitely say it about Super Metroid, that it's the birth of this kind of like... It's more like the solidification. Same mm. as Link to the Past, I think, where these things that came along during the NES era, it's like we figured out how to do it, boom. Yeah. Mm. And then the next generation, they kind of have to figure out how to translate that stuff to 3D. But a lot of those 3D translations are still very recognisable as being solidified here, especially the RPG or the Japanese RPG at the very least. Yes. Right. The yep. Super Nintendo is huge for them. Um, I really like that type of game and a bunch of these uh, big hitters for me. Chrono Trigger is a fucking awesome game. Mm-hmm. If no one's ever played that, it still holds up to this day, in my opinion. That's a great fucking game. There's a game called Terranigma. That was one of the rare ones that came out Oof. in Europe and the US, but didn't come out. In, I mean, sorry, came out in Europe, but not the US. Okay. Oh, right. So we that was one of the few that we got to say, like, oh, well, have you ever heard of this? And they were yeah. like, no, we don't care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that was pretty good. Just quickly, where is Chrono Trigger easily findable? Legal, legitimately in yeah, 2020? Yeah, What's it on? Has like it been re-released or something? Or okay. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I think there might be. There was definitely a DS re-release. Okay, that was years I, ago. I think that's what I'm thinking. I did have a memory of it being ported onto something. I feel like there must be a fucking mm. version of it out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty easy to get a hold of all of these games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Worth pointing out, uh, 1993, a little game called Super Mario All-Stars comes along. Right. Yeah. Notable, because it's the first time Nintendo... Dip their little toes into the sweet remaster pool. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes. You know what we can do? <laughs> we yeah. can. We, you know what? Don't put them all into one cartridge, boys. <laughs> when we do this again, space yeah. them out. Yeah, yeah, Each yeah. one of these yeah. could be its own game. Yeah. And then at some point they were like, you know what would be better than even put them out? Ignore them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put something out if it came out two years ago onto a different console. Yeah. Something that came out. 15 years ago that's never been on anything else. Just don't worry about it. If they're actively asking for it, that means they don't want it (laughs) because they're they're going to buy the old one still (laughs) if they want it. Uh, Earthbound was another RPG that I know you like, Tommy, that I never really mucked around with. I haven't played too much of it, but, yeah, I should should make an effort to go all the way through it because it's definitely, gameplay-wise, it's very um, JRPG, Mm. but it's, just got such a weird, unique personality and tone and design to it. Mm. The fact that the characters as well have become like staple Nintendo characters 
for a game that yeah I've uh, did did it come out here? Probably. It's hard to know which ones came out in Australia at this point. Because there's like, it was called Mother. It's yeah. Mother, th- Mother Three, Mother Two, N- Mother Two. Earthbound is Mother Two, right? Uh, Mother One. They did re-release on like the Wii U translated, oh. and they called it Earthbound Zero. Oh wow! And then Mother Three was a Game Boy Advance game that's that never, never been translated, no. yeah, and fuck. that's the big one that people are always going yeah. for the love of God. Right? Do it. You can get like fan translated ROMs and stuff of it, but Very it's easily. never had a Western release. Mm. F Zero. Mm. Sorry, I just looked at that. I <laughs> needed to yell it out. It what? Sorry. Make a new fucking F Zero game. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Fuck me. It's yeah. insane. Make a good new Star Fox game. Yep. Because how? Did they fuck up that last one? Ugh. Seems like it should be pretty simple, right? I yeah. Know, well, no, because they felt like they their third, their first party stuff had to use the gamepad. Uh, yeah, that's that what was, fucked them. Yeah. That, the controls. If, Everything yeah. else was like, oh, it looks all right. But the if controls that had just come it. out straight up on the Switch, sure. it'd probably be really good. Mm. Uh, and yeah, F-Zero, it's bizarre to me that they have let that slip by the wayside. Jumping mm. way ahead, but I remember playing the... GameCube one was the last time they did one, right? Yeah. And just going, this absolutely shreds. This uh, is so fucking good. There was like a Game Boy Advance one after that, I think, but it was uh, they were all around the same time. Yeah. Um. Anyway, there's a bunch of fucking classics. A million people have talked a million things about what's on the Super Nintendo. Very easy to look that stuff up, but just all of this just hits a little bit more of a sweet spot for me aesthetically, and in terms of how. I feel the gameplay is maybe it's just the controller or something. Right. But everything felt a bit tighter on the Super Nintendo than it ever did on the Mega Drive to me. Yeah, yeah. Don't know why that is. Maybe it's because I'm a fucking asshole. <laughs> which is, I'm sure, what people who loved Sega during the 90s are assuming. Did you ever play Stunt Race FX? Man, I lo- get the fuck out of here with asking me <laughs> if I ever played Stunt Race FX. You think I'm not going to fucking fuck with any FX chip game? Star Fox, Stunt Race FX, uh, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, probably more. Star Fox 2, <laughs> oh, yeah. eventually. What uh, What was st- was Stunt Race FX just a game? A racing game, I mean, just a It's game. a racing game, but it's got that weird Star Fox, like, Quite, like three three D, yeah, yeah, but yeah. essentially like, like eleven polygons. Yeah, yeah, okay. re- runs at about four frames per second, mm-hmm. and it's it is a Nintendo made game. Yeah, it's a Nintendo made yeah. game that ne- right. you know they're they're attempted a new like they you know the the you jumping like, off of ramps and shit like that. Mm. Mm. The little uh, humanized cars that um. <laughs> They Winter Gold. Th- they clearly <laughs> thought would be a new franchise, and they've just Dirt Track them. FX. Right. Okay. Because oh, yeah. there like was um. Uh, should we move on to a different platform? There's one significant platform to cover. Yeah. Here. Yeah. The personal computer. The probably the biggest one for me of the '90s, even more than the SNES. As well, well, that was it. Like I had an S for most of the '90s, uh, and I had a PC, and I played a fuckload of games on the PC. There was a game called Stunt, I believe it was called on the PC. Right. That was I a racing game. There was a game that came out before 1995. That if you pick any individual word in the dictionary, mm-hmm. a game came out with that name. <laughs> yes. Every, De- definitely every... on DOS. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Stunt was a game where you could create your own tracks as well. Right. And it was sick. It was a little more simplistic than these graphics. Uh, it might have been, yeah, earlier. But, um, yeah, PC, I played heaps. Uh, a little game called Wolfenstein 3D came out in, I think, 91? Yeah, that sounds right. Maybe yeah. 92. I think Doom might have been 92. Doom was 93. 
I want right, to okay. I, I want to okay. throw out there. Okay, all right. There's ways of verifying this, but I'm mm. not going to do no, it. I put my phone down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, we were a Wolfenstein family. We weren't a Doom family. I don't think we ever owned it. I watched my dad play through Wolfenstein. Yep, same. And told him. That maybe the Nazis had a point and we should talk to them. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, maybe like maybe they'll come around to our side if we just have a chat with them. And he was not like, that they had a point, but like maybe they, you know, hey, there's still people. We shouldn't punch them in the face. Yeah, yeah. he had to tell you about the bazooka blitzkrieg and what that actually meant. <laughs> yeah. I remember being like, oh, no, but if we can converse with them, <laughs> then maybe we'll be out. No, we. I told him to shoot the Nazis. Yeah, I did the same thing. I sat like on a little chair next to Dad as he had a stubby after work and played. Wolfenstein 3D And I was like tense I was scared by it I was like These guys are running around They're trying to shoot you You sit on my lap I'm not surprised He had a stubby <laughs> <laughs> Time to leave I need to unlock These 50 doors in my house and get out. Uh, Yeah Those were huge Yeah yeah Back then um, I think Doom Because so Maybe there's time to talk about Before we go into like DOS games mm. um, Doom especially Around this time And it had happened With Mortal Kombat Which we've sort of Brushed on just to say, I don't think those early Mortal Kombat games are any good. Right. Um, the violence in video games discussion and all that sort of stuff yeah. starts kicking off around this time. Night Trap comes out. Oh, I'm yeah. I like the Sega on the Mega CD, I guess. Maybe it was an okay game. Uh, Doom is another big one. Later on, we'll get even way bigger with what happens in Columbine in the late 90s. Yeah. But so, like, in the US, there's this huge fucking cultural moment where people are figuring out whether or not video games are like morally okay mm. whether it's what the level of violence that should be permittable or permissible in a video game is and that establishes what the u.s still has which is the esrb the electronic something rating board mm-hmm. it's that they put the s for something <laughs> in there <laughs> so Bandits. they all of video games were unrated that's how much they were viewed as toys they didn't have a rating system yeah. mm-hmm. until the video game industry as a whole built this body and voluntarily made that so that the government wouldn't be the one to be doing those restrictions. Right, yeah, So yeah. I think the ESRB to this day is like self-monitored right. and isn't a government thing. Which, right, it's an independent body, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's a lot of... And I guess it makes sense. Like this is not wowsers being like, oh no, the, the kids, they're being tainted by these. It's like they're running around shooting people in this game. It should have a rating. I... Mm. I don't think that's crazy. Yeah, uh, it, it's weird that it took them that long to recognize it as an entertainment medium mm. or whatever. Mm. But I absolutely agree with the, the fact that they should be rated. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, games like Doom and Wolfenstein are coming out to sort of make that point. I guess yeah, at this point indirectly, yeah. uh, that the first-person shooter genre is invented basically with those games, or at least the same thing where it's solidified and they're still good to this day. Yeah, mm. yeah. You can play at least the original Doom. You can still play exactly that version and it's still fucking really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd prefer to play the version where I'm shooting Barney Gumble. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the fucking... Oh, man, that thought... Oh, yeah, Id yes. at the time. They'd also made... <laughs> they'd made Commander Keen yeah, previous yes. to that. Yep. Similar to how Epic Games would make Jazz Jackrabbit and then Unreal, mm-hmm. it made Commander Keen and then Wolfenstein. And I love those Commander Keen games as yes. well. Yes, yeah, same. Good platformers on, on the disc operating system. Mm-hmm. Jazz Jackrabbit as, as well was fun. Yeah. Then the other big genre that you get on uh, the, the old DOS machines mm-hmm. this time is the fucking adventure game mm-hmm. oh yes the the big hitter of the early 90s that fucked off pretty quickly come the late 90s yeah 
Monkey Island. What about that? Loved it. <laughs> Never played it. Oh, really? Never played a Monkey Island game. I I've played the genre, but just this series right. specifically. You're a Sam and Max you I'm, like, right? Sam and Max yeah, was my sure. entry. I think I that's like, like 93. That it is. It's along. within the next. It's within this episode. Um, I think in this at the time in the early 90s, the only one of these I played was The Secret of Monkey Island. Yeah. I didn't play Day of the Tentacle. I didn't play Sam and Max. I didn't play the uh, Indiana Jones game. Blade Runner. Was a one one of these as well? I yeah. don't know if it was in this exact era, but I only played Secret of Monkey Island, but that's okay because I think it's it might be the best one. Uh, the or it's cur- certainly like the the ultimate one. Right? Sure, it's like the the easiest to view as the like the yeah the figurehead. Yes, the flagship for this type of thing. Yeah, the Curse of Monkey Island, which is the third one, right, is the best one out of that mm. series. I think that's the one with like the cartoony graphics. More than like the pixelated ones, right? Um, the fucking PC games are so far away ahead of console games at this point in time, where you've got like Wing Commander comes out in 1990, which is like I'm pretty sure Mark Hamill is already in that one. I think you're right, yeah. And it's like full motion video with then like space combat. The, the, all these genres that are big in PC games in the early 90s kind of don't exist anymore. In, in the same way. Like, adventure games have made a bit of a comeback, but then you've got the space combat games are huge. Yeah. All of these Star Wars ones like X-Wing and TIE Fighter. Mm-hmm. Real-time strategy games are basically gone now. Yeah. You don't get them anywhere near as much, and they were mm-hmm. fucking huge deals. Like, they figured out how to do this. I guess going more into the late 90s. But, like, Westwood made Dune and Command and & Conquer... And Blizzard made World of Warcraft all around the same-ish sort of time. Yeah, June and June two are with in the first half of the nineties. Yeah, and yeah, well, the original Warcraft is ninety four. Yeah, right. As well, um, and then like Civilization as well gets made. SimCity. SimCity two thousand, I think, is in ninety three or ninety four. Yeah, maybe. Damn, they must have been embarrassed when they fucking named that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we thought it'd take us years to make this, but. <laughs> No, we got it done pretty quickly. But these are... And, like, yeah, just purely by the fact that the PC was mainly what I was playing, I was hugely into all of those games. I loved Warcraft. I played June 2 at a friend's house, but really, really loved that. Like, we would sort of, like, switch out um, playing that, but got super, super into that. SimCity, I've always loved the city-building game. Like... A lot of my tastes are formed in this era on the PC. Sure, same, probably, because I love first-person shooters still. Yeah, yeah. And at this time, they were called Doom clones. Yes. Just like the genre was called either shoot 'em up if you were reading a British magazine mm-hmm. or a Doom clone if you weren't. Yep. And all of those ones around this time, Star Wars Dark Forces, Duke Nukem 3D comes out yep. later on. Fucking great fun. Yeah. That, mm. that style of use the arrows on the keyboard first-person shooter is still in some ways... Or at least, I think I enjoyed that more than controlling modern shooters now. Right. The mouse and keyboard thing that started with like Quake, I the the arrows and the style of like Goldeneye that was kind of an emulation of that. Mm. I had a lot of fun with that type of first person shooter. Yeah. yeah. The I think the the feeling I'm die one day <laughs> that <laughs> it's all gone. All this is all this is in the past. Doom and Doom Eternal <laughs> are specifically trying to recreate the feeling of playing those original first person shooters. Right. In the they're, modern they're not, context with r- sure. Yeah. But they're not taking inspiration from say a Call of Duty 
Modern Warfare, which did influence every first-person shooter after that. Yeah. They're kind of skipping back a couple of decades. Well, because that, that style of Call of Duty shooter now too, especially with the multiplayer stuff, you don't get the fast-paced arena games like Quake, mm. which again is second half of the 90s, but that type of game is kind of gone in favour of these other styles of multiplayer shooter games that, I don't know, at least don't ha- hold enough... Nostal- as much nostalgia for me right maybe they are better and i'm just sort of thinking about these now and going like oh remember how fun it was to be in primary school yeah <laughs> and that's always the thing with this sort of stuff it's like do i like lemmings or did i like not having to think about money oh mm. i think uh, i like lemmings yeah lemmings was good yeah lemmings was good i like lemmings lemmings was cool yeah lemmings yeah. another pc game yeah and that ended up going fucking everywhere oh yeah, yeah. um Damn. The problem is, what this is like almost an hour and a half this episode. And I think all of us are deliberately trying to be quick about the games that we're talking about (laughs) because there's so fucking many that I could spend an hour talking about each. Yeah, yeah. You know? I think let's do a fucking another hour on Jazz Jackrabbit. What do you say? Mm. Christmas jazz Yeah Do you remember jazz jack Rackers Yes Christmas? They used to do Christmas games That was around now Yes yeah. it was Christmas nights into dreams Yes oh, That's right oh, Fuck Why did they stop doing Christmas games It's those fucking PC police <laughs> And they wore on Christmas <laughs> Jazz jackrabbit Was that a thing Was the nights one a thing Where the console had a, a clock in it And when you played it on Christmas Or was it I, that was a separate disc for sure. Okay. Mm. There, in in some way, I know I jazz was exactly its own separate thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Having a playing playing a fucking game, all those apogee ones like mm. uh, Monster Bash mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Playing two levels of that or whatever, and then it telling you like mail into this address in Texas to buy the rest. You're like, yeah, <laughs> never. Uh, yeah. There's Caves. no way I'll ever do that. Crystal yeah. Caves is one of those as yeah. well. Uh, yeah. uh, very simplistic, but really cool. Creepy sort of well, not creepy. I found it creepy. A uh, little platformer. Yeah, there were a f- few really good platformers for PC. Biohazard, not Resident Evil, mm. but there was a game called Biohazard where you played as like basically Tom Selleck. He looked like, and you were shooting zombies. You'd crashed your plane. Oh, well, did that again look sort of like another world? Yeah, like a, yeah, nah, nah. But it was two D. It was like a platformer. Yeah, there was there was one called Flashback. That looked like another world. Right. Uh, there are 850 million games that came out in the early 90s. Yeah. The format that we're doing this in now, where we're just kind of, ah, remember it, is not going to work for very long. <laughs> Golden Axe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there are a lot of good games. But anyway, yeah. in terms of the actual, the, the feeling of the era, things were very much, I think for a lot of people, DOS heavy because a lot of families now had a family computer yes. and it was easy to get shareware games. SNES and Mega Drive, people kind of drew their lines between that. Game Boy is very popular. All the others flopped. But video games were very much back. Oh, they were the biggest thing in the world. They were what like. they are now. They, yeah, they, they were yeah. modern sort of, here's this, you know, you got your books, you got your movies, you got your video games. Yep. Yep. This third pillar of entertainment. Mm, yes. Uh, but they'd become that by this point. So going into this next generation mm. where these, and this already is happening by the mid nineties that the PlayStation is around and the Saturn is around by like 94. Mm. It like, there was already the feeling of fuck, there's everything to play for here. Yes. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think though, I think it's fair to say that with some exceptions, most notably PC games, mm. But otherwise, 
games are still for kids. That's why there is right. a big outcry, a lot of media attention on it around the violent ones is games are still for kids. Mostly kids are playing them. Parents are buying them for their kids. Sure. Uh, I think what happens in the second half of the 90s is a push towards, if not adults, maybe teens, but... Sony, we'll we'll talk about this, but Sony absolutely are responsible for the world taking video games more seriously. Yeah, Mm. agreed. Um, Yeah, PC games, a lot of them were marketed to adults. Flight simulator. Exactly. That's for adults, but it's also for the type of adult that a lot of people aren't going to take seriously anyway. (laughs) So games are either for kids or non-serious adults at this point. Completely, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Sony has the bright idea to fucking put him in a nightclub and everyone's like, damn, I guess ecstasy is <laughs> as good as PlayStation. Yeah. The two are tied in my mind. I'm, it's cool now. But we'll get into that next week. Yeah. Fuck, man, early 90s PC games. I want to just... Let's start streaming some of this shit. Yeah, yeah. We've, that's we've, what I... Yeah. yeah. We've started a Twitch thing. We're going to be doing more of that soon. What is it? Twitch.tv slash Filthy Casuals pod? Yeah. Go, go, go there at some point and we'll... I'm going to fucking play Doom. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. That's, yeah, that's a great call. Oh, there's so many of these that I want to play. Yeah. The early 90s, man. What a time. Yeah. And everyone was so, the world was going, everyone was so sure that everything was going to be fantastic yeah. forever going forward. We had the kettle. We <laughs> They'd done it. We were happy. Yeah. <laughs> they were finally getting, done it. Every day we were chopping more and more doors into that intro sequence from Get Smart. <laughs> yep, yep. And everything was going well. God, if you want to hear more about the early 90s, subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're, uh, about to talk about 93 this, this coming week. Week. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We've gone lockdown nostalgic. Yeah. So um, that that's been fun. Yeah. The, the rate at which, and this is more so next week, technology improves from here on out Ooh, is yeah. so rapid, yep. especially in the video game world. Yeah. I, as a, as a PC gamer throughout this entire decade, I remember like picking up a magazine and being like, that, "What? How much? How much better is this? And how much does it cost? How do I keep up?" Like it was. Yeah. Frustrating how quickly things advance. Mortal Kombat has real people in it. <laughs> yes. It can't end up b- that we can do better. Mm. Surely. Mm. The Mortal Kombat movie. I beg you fucking part. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, let's put a pen in it for this week. Yep. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. <clears throat> we'll be back next week with the back end of the 90s. Oh, yeah. Uh, filthycasuals.com.au for a, uh, a list of all the socials and stuff, links to the Bandcamp and mm. the Patreon where you can get a bonus episode every week. The Bandcamp specifically, you can go and listen to our history of Sonic. goes in much more depth. Yeah. The whole the inception of the, the character, the death of the franchise. We have an MS-DOS games one as well. Yes. Yeah. So there's all there's depth to be found on Bandcamp. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm frustrated by how much we have to sort of scrape the surface here. I yeah. wish we could talk more in depth about some of this stuff. Mm. But we'll do that in other avenues like you just mentioned. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so check all that stuff out. Uh, guys, thanks very much for listening. We'll see you next time. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. Don't have a cow, man. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the big early 90s one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.